0: 995 gold that's 833995 gold 833995 g o l d We're all looking
1: for ways to save especially on medical bills but where do you start unless you're a medical bill expert finding savings can seem impossible Well HealthLock can help HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that
0: securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. So start saving with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX. Savings for those who serve.
1: Second hour, Clay and Buck kicks off right now. The big news of the day just broke in the last hour. Attorney General Merrick Garland has appointed a special counsel to investigate Hunter Biden's criminal dealings. That's right. The president's son now has a special counsel looking into his clear crimes. There is a special counsel looking into Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents. There is a special counsel looking at Trump for his handling of classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, and for January sixth and election twenty twenty allegations, you know, at some point you start to wonder: Do, do we have elections in this country? Or do we just have prosec- prosecutions? Like, what, what is going on here? It's completely out of control. Um, I, I do think that this is getting to the place where people will recognize this is not this is not normal. It's not the way it's supposed to be. And the weaponization of, of law, um, is something that is bad for the country overall, but I don't know when they'll, I think they still believe that Trump will be the loser on all this, both legally and politically. So they're going to hold out. So this is what Clay and I were discussing before, because, okay, at first, at first brush, it's, Oh my gosh, this is so bad for the Bidens. It's clearly not a good thing for Hunter Biden. Uh, or at least I should say it's concerning for Hunter Biden. But uh we did have a caller before, and, and I think this is fair to point out. Weiss has been involved in this all along. Weiss, it seems, was willing to play ball at some level with Hunter. I think that the challenge that he ran into here, in part, was of the Democrats' making, because, Clay, he is clearly in violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act. And this is the part of it, because they're going to keep saying, oh, Hunter just took money, but he didn't... There was no corruption because he didn't do anything. He didn't have any power, and there was no quid pro quo. Yeah, but when you're taking money from China to sell, and you're saying it's because you're going to give them access, and you don't register as a foreign agent, that's a crime. Now, generally, people don't care, but why do people care so much about it now? Or at least, why do we care about it? Because the Mueller prosecution, the Mueller special counsel, used Farah aggressively. They sent... I think Manafort got four or five years on the on the Farrah charge. So he got sent to federal prison. It's a maximum of five years. He got sent for a good stretch under the Farrah regulation. So if he did it and he went to prison, why should Hunter Biden go to prison? Clearly guilty of the same conduct. That then goes to why the plea deal blew up at this point, because they wanted to get a get out of jail free card on Farrah. As well as the tax violations, as well as the gun charge lying on a background form, so you got all these moving pieces. Clay, there's the possibility still that they'll give him some kind of a sweetheart deal. I, I would not rule that out. But what about this? What about this? This is what we were just talking about. What if Hunter Biden says uh, no jail time for me, and they say sorry, we can't do it. You're gonna you're gonna have to do a stretch, and then Hunter says, well. Let's uh let's take this to court. Yeah, let's go to court and let's see. Think of what Hunter then has at his disposal. He will have a jury in Delaware presumably. All you need is one Biden voter in the election year who decides, "Ah, I don't care." Nullification. And let's be honest, we've been saying that we think there'll probably be Florida nullification in uh the Trump case. All you need is one Trump voter who realizes what a sham it is. Now, we would argue that's a sham and this isn't, but that's not the point. The point is, all you need is one Democrat on that jury. But even if he gets convicted, he can probably delay the start of his sentence until after the election and, or at least after November. And if he delays this, I do not believe they're going to fast track the Hunter Biden trial if he wants a trial. I think they're going to, it's going to be kind of normal process to your point, Clay, about, Usually Trump should be able to push all this past the election, but it's not going to happen because they're not. Well, I should say it doesn't look like it's going to happen. So if Hunter is able to push this to where he wouldn't serve a day in prison until after November of 2024, Joe Biden can run. Joe Biden can say the process is playing out. My son gets no special treatment. Look at the special counsel. And then after Election Day, depending on how that goes, pardon Hunter no problem. That's right. I mean, how do you how do you see this one? That That's a really
0: good. That's a really good theory. If Biden wants to run, you cannot pardon your son before the election, because I think that would be catastrophic to Joe Biden's chances to win reelection if he's running. Well, your point is, if he loses the election, he still has the ability to pardon his son in November, December, January, before the new president is sworn in. And if that occurs, then there's no political consequences. Joe Biden's political career is over anyway. There would probably be negative articles written about it, but there are lots of presidents who give pardons to uh, people with significant relationships with the president uh, on their way out of office. That's not uncommon in uh in larger context so i i think your point on that is the way that he would do it if he were going to pardon hunter now i actually think so there's a couple of other things we should mention buck one a lot of people are reacting and saying this is designed to protect hunter biden and joe biden from the consequences of the investigation that's going on inside the house of representatives into the biden crime family corruption I understand that argument. I don't think this puts that on ice. And we should also give credit uh, to Shapley and uh, the other individual, the IRS agents, the whistleblowers, who came out and said this is a rig job. Ziegler, I think that's right. Uh, Both of those guys are heroic in uh, in this story as well. Now, I do think this is important. Weiss is, in many ways, corrupted. Because he already agreed to this sweetheart. This is the new special counsel who had already been investigating Hunter Biden for years. He already agreed to this sweetheart deal. So do we really think that he wants to catch the Biden crime family in misbehavior? I think the answer is no. We really need optics on the investigation, Buck, because would Weiss really open a full-on investigation into Joe Biden now. Because remember, that's what the IRS special agents wanted. They wanted to be able to follow that thread of who's the big guy, where is the money coming from, so that it directly led from Hunter to Joe Biden. Because what the media is still trying to say now is, oh, Hunter's awful, but they keep saying there's no evidence that Biden profited in any way off of Hunter Biden. Uh, the business deals that he was doing. Now, of course, there's plenty of evidence that he did. Uh, there is all sorts of uh, smoking gun evidence that Joe Biden was involved in this, but so far they're claiming that he wasn't. So what is Weiss actually gonna do here? That's the question. You can have special counsel status, and there's a great point by our caller at the end of the, uh, at the end of the hour when he said, what the media should definitely be focused on, and we're going to certainly hammer this, Merrick Garland said that Weiss needed everything, everything he had. He didn't need special counsel status. He didn't need any of that. He said he had all the authority that he needed. Okay, then what changed? Because Merrick Garland in this statement said on Tuesday that Weiss now said, I need special counsel status, and he claims he's never made that request before. What changed that on Tuesday suddenly Weiss needs the ability to conduct a more extensive uh, investigation here? I think that's a very reasonable question that Merrick Garland, probably the first question that should be asked. Merrick Garland, you said that Weiss had all the authority he needed. What changed on Tuesday that you now need to appoint him special counsel? Also,
1: the facts are not in
2: dispute.
1: So... Generally, you have the appointment of a special counsel. I mean, and and the most at the most basic level, this is because you can't trust, you know, who's going to watch the watchers, right? You can't trust the White House to investigate itself. Correct. And so that means that you need to have a somewhat different chain of command, at least day to day for the operations of the investigation and the decision for there to be An indictment for there to be charges brought, right? That's that's all it is. The investigation's basically done. We 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 already know there are a lot of criminal acts that Hunter Biden is guilty of. So that's and he was about to take a plea deal to them. So that's not a surprise at all. Why do you even at this point need a special counsel? Then that that's kind of
0: well, you got something new. I've just got some news here that we should also add, um, and this comes from CNN plea talks between hunter biden and the justice department are at an impasse and a trial is now likely the prosecutor leading the probe said in a court filing friday the court filing was made as garland was speaking so that's the answer buck i was saying what changed on tuesday it sounds like the hunter biden team is basically saying we're not changing this plea agreement we'll go to trial
1: Yes, and they're doing that because their dad's the president, and they figure they can stretch this out, and Hunter's never probably going to actually spend a day in prison. Look, if Hunter had to spend... Do you think Hunter would spend a month or two in federal prison and let his dad run?
0: Here's something interesting, Buck. They may not be able to get this trial done before
1: the new president comes in, potentially. Right, well, that's why there's no... Generally, you take a plea deal because you know yeah. a federal a federal prosecution will bankrupt you. And if you lose, you are going to prison for a long time. Someone else is probably going to pay Hunter's bills here here for the uh, for the defense. And beyond that, Clay, if he can delay this, even what it's August now, if he can delay this thing a year. His chance of actually going to federal prison is basically zero. So why not yeah. take it to court? So and I think you might get lucky.
0: I think you've hit on what the new strategy is. Thank you. The new strategy is hold on as long as you can. And if we win the election, Joe will pardon you after he's already won the election. If we lose the election, then Joe will pardon you. And there are no consequences before the election.
1: You know how you'll know this is the strategy, everybody? Remember this. If... All of a sudden over at CNN and, you know, Morning Joe and the MSNBC primetime shows, the New York Times editorial board, the fallback had always been Joe just loves his son. It's a father's love for his son. That was the way if they start saying, see, Joe Biden is so committed to the rule of law that he would let his own son <laughs> suffer the consequences. I know as I say that you're like seething. you You know what crap that is. If they start to say that, it is one hundred percent the plan. The plan is to let him fight it, go to court, delay it, and he knows he'll get pardoned. Won't spend not only won't spend a day in prison. There's no if he loses Clay, he won't even have a felony on his record. He could still do whatever he wants to do.
0: So here's something else that's significant. Here, um, let's take away the analysis and all those other things. CNN and MSNBC and the New York Times and the Washington Post have mostly been telling their audience this is a made up. Republican fever dream it now becomes and this goes to whether Biden is going to be the nominee buck it now becomes impossible for all of the propaganda left-wing media to claim that there's nothing to this story at all the appointment of the special counsel even if the rig job is still in effect even if we have and I think we have correctly deduced what the strategy now is from Hunter Biden the fact that this judge refused to rubber stamp the plea agreement Means that this is a legitimate story of inquiry, right? You can't argue once a special counsel is appointed. Oh, that's all made up. That's Fox News. That's Clay and Buck. That's a right wing fever dream. There's nothing inappropriate that Hunter Biden has done. To your point, the argument probably will switch to Joe Biden's so committed to the rule yep. of law that even he will investigate his own son. Yeah, I get it. But an investigation by that uh, special counsel means that this is a big story and it's so it's hard to argue that there is nothing substantive here
1: i think that's right in this case i, I would just remind everyone of the there is a special counsel looking at joe biden's conduct and we've heard how, how many times we've we even heard about that clay since they appointed it remember it was about a year ago they appointed it or maybe about uh, 10 months ago now i've heard nothing have you ever heard of anything no, zero. And by the yeah. way, the DOJ's put out a special release.
0: We need to read this when we come back because there's some interesting stuff in this release from the Department of Justice making the announcement of, uh, and, and this just got forwarded to me. Uh, I think we should read that too. Um, man, a lot of different things happening all at once. Uh, and we've got the best guest imaginable, by the way, lined up for you. Julie Kelly at the bottom of the hour, uh, Andy McCarthy at the top of the next hour, and Senator Ted Cruz in the third hour. Uh, we've got the absolute best analysis, I think you're going to find, of this blockbuster news anywhere in media as it is happening in real time. And I want to tell you, uh, Tunnel to Towers was born on America's darkest day of 9-11, and they've been helping American heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young kids are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden for severely injured veterans and first responders tunnel the towers builds mortgage free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around them more independently. Through their veteran homelessness program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 500 individuals last year, more than 1,500 this year, because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. Men and women who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities. Need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel the to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9 11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at t2t.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Helping you separate truth from fiction every single weekday. The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show.
1: That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com buck and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to PureTalk so you can afford to travel this summer.
0: Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C L A Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that
2: easy.
1: All right, we're breaking down the big news of the day here the appointment of a special counsel into Hunter Biden's affairs or his crimes. Uh, We have Julie Kelly with us now. Her Substack is declassified with Julie Kelly. Also, her book, January 6th. You uh, should definitely pick up a copy. You know about what happened there, uh, Julie. W- let's get your your reaction to the appointment because I got to tell you, we had Andy McCarthy on later. Andy is pretty salty about it. He he doesn't think this is the the gears of justice, uh, you know, moving the way they should.
3: <laughs> no kidding, really. Um, it's not. I mean, the universal reaction on our side. And even congressional Republicans now, the Judiciary Committee and the Oversight Committee have issued statements uh, that this is sort of a cover-up operation, uh, that this will prevent now David Weiss from testifying before Congress, which uh, he was planning to do, I believe, in the next week or so, and of course gives cover um, to the Biden regime and DOJ and everyone else and Hunter Biden and Joe Biden uh, to produce records, documents, testimony, et cetera, to Um, congressional investigators. I mean, I believe it was just yesterday or two days ago that James Comer, chairman of the Oversight Committee, suggested that they would be subpoenaing Joe and Hunter Biden. So the timing of this is very suspicious. Of course, you don't trust anything that comes out of this Department of Justice, anything that comes out of Merrick Garland's mouth because everything is so weaponized and politicized there. So uh, I don't think anyone believes this is a legitimate will be a legitimate investigation whatsoever.
0: Okay, I agree with all of that, Julie. Here's what I would say, and 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 maybe I just tend to be super positive in general. <laughs> I think the only—and and I'm curious how you would analyze Stop this. Stop doing
3: that.
1: Stop play <laughs> yeah. Clay. Clay's so positive all the time.
3: <laughs> Jeez, right. what's wrong with you?
0: So I want to start with this. Do you agree with me, Julie, that if the judge in Delaware had not refused to rubber stamp this— there would not have been an appointment of the special counsel and the Bidens would have swept this all under the rug and they would claim this is all decided. And what I mean by that is this is actually not something that the Bidens wanted to do, because right now the lead story on CNN and MSNBC and The Washington Post and The New York Times Is the appointment of a special counsel And as you well know, because you've been dealing with it for years People have been wagging their finger at you For your reporting and saying This is all made up, this is a right wing fever dream There's nothing here at all It's Mm -hmm. now impossible for the Biden administration To argue there's nothing here at all Now Buck may be right They may say this shows that nobody's above the law Including the president's son But that's a new argument from Oh he didn't do anything Oh there's nothing here
3: well, yes. I mean, obviously you have to give credit to the judge because these federal judges, for the most part, and as you guys know, covering my work, especially in D.C., are nothing more than a rubber stamp for DOJ. So we have to really commend Judge, I think, Nori um I, I, want, I believe that's how you pronounce her name. So she was the one who really exposed the sham sweetheart plea deal. Yes. But what it looked like in a separate filing that was just filed, and I posted it on my Twitter as well, is that David Weiss... In a filing today, he said that negotiations had broken down between the government and Hunter's legal team, and now he wants the tax matters referred back to the original jurisdiction where it should have been in Central California and the District of Columbia. That's where the alleged tax crimes occurred between 2014 and 2019. So that's a whole other wrinkle. You kind of have to read through that filing and consider the political ramifications of that. I will tell you off the bat the idea that Matthew Graves, the DC U S attorney who is a Biden appointee, whose wife is had a large nonprofit in Washington and has been at the Biden white house at least 30 times since he was elected. The idea that Matthew Graves is going to fairly investigate, recall a whistleblower said he declined to prosecute uh, Hunter Biden's 2014 and 2015 tax crimes when they brought it to him earlier this year. So, Matthew Graves is not going to do anything with this, so that's part of a sham as well. Um, but look, this this definitely, I guess, it gives some some legitimacy to the or some public uh, coverage at least for Republicans who have been saying uh, all, everything that's been coming out in their investigations related to Joe and Hunter Biden that this is legitimate. It's now been kind of given Merrick Garland's imprimatur, but I think there's. Greater reason to suspect uh, that there are political motives behind the scenes at play, rather than something forthright coming out of a corrupt DOJ.
1: Julia, I, I want to ask you about what's going on in DC for Trump in a second, but but first, just do you think that there is any real chance that Hunter Biden goes, uh, Hunter Biden gets convicted before the election, and Joe Biden has to step in and uh, pardon or commute his sentence?
3: No, no, not at all. I mean, these tax crimes. Uh, Furthermore, especially in DC, it looks like the statute of limitations have, has run out anyway. Um, even if he is conducting a far, the foreign lobbying, um, registration act investigation, which of course should have been done years ago into Hunter and Joe Biden. If David Weiss is actually conducting that, it's, he's going to delay this until after the election. Even if he brought charges, there's no way a trial would take place in any jurisdiction before the election. Um, so no, I, I mean, so he won't be convicted before the election. There wouldn't be an opportunity in my view to pardon him. Now, if he takes a separate plea deal, I guess he could, you could still pardon someone for a plea deal, I think. Yeah. Um, yes. So, I mean, I guess that's a possibility, but there would, I, just as in the two Trump matters, the Hunter Biden, even if he's charged, it would be almost impossible to put these on trial before November of 2024.
1: Julie, are, are, are there uh, is the request from the prosecution, you think, for the D.C. trial to start in January? Do you think that's going to go through?
3: No, no. Okay. And Jack Smith knows that. This is another ruse coming out of the special counsel's office. So yesterday he files a motion seeking for jury selection to begin at the end of December and a January 2nd, 2024 trial date. Today, there was a huge hearing on this protective order for Judge Ch- Tanya Chutkin. And Jack Smith disclosed that they already have upwards of 16 million pages of discovery and evidence in the January 6th case, and that they are going to start producing that to Trump at the end of the month. So how are they supposed to go through just those documents uh, in, in a matter of a few months? and then be prepared for trial. Jack Smith knows that this is not going to trial in January, but what he wants to do, what he kind of did in classified documents, is set up that Donald Trump is the one who wants to delay the trial. He will, for good cause, for many reasons, not the least of which is this huge volume of discovery and evidence against him that all of his lawyers have to go through. Furthermore, uh, the judge today placed pretty strict restrictions on how Donald Trump and his team can access um, but discovery materials, and get this, they pulled out the old, well, most of the evidence in this case is sensitive material. How could it be sensitive material when he cut and pasted his indictment from the January 6th report, which is over 830 pages? None of that is sensitive or, or classified per se. So now they're pulling more games. They know that this will delay the process. I still believe they're going to bring superseding indictments against Trump in this matter. So it's just it's just more more publicity, more games playing, another speaking, so to speak, motion out of Jack Smith. Um, and so what happened today in the hearing um, was pretty outrageous as well.
0: Okay, uh, Julie, big discussion that Buck and I have been having. And look, this is a discussion that's been going on for months. How does today's special counsel appointment in your mind implicate whether Joe Biden is going to run or not? Buck and I have been talking about that you will know that the that basically the code red has been ordered on Joe Biden when suddenly people start to cover and 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 write about and discuss all of the Biden crime family implications to me a special counsel appointment makes that more likely do you think Biden is going to be the nominee do you think he will be the the candidate for democrats next year
3: i do i don't see any way that he voluntarily relinquishes the presidency or, you know, a second term, the person who absolutely will never let him do that is his wife, Jill, uh, and certainly his staff around him. I mean, you just don't give that up. Now, the flip side is most, I think, a strong majority of Democratic voters do not want Joe Biden to be the candidate in 2024. Um, but ultimately, that's his decision. And he's now blocking out other candidates except for Robert Kennedy Jr. Um, but, you know, shut up any fundraising. So it looks like there might be people waiting in the wings, Gavin Newsom, Gretchen Whitmer, maybe Javier Pritzker, who would step in and run if something does happen. But Joe Biden is not going to suddenly declare uh, that he's not running for president. I, I still believe that he will be the Democratic candidate running against Trump in 2024.
1: I think so too. Julie, real quick before we let you go, uh, this, tell us about this, this order from the judge or, or this, this, uh, commentary from the judge that Trump is a flight risk.
3: <laughs> oh gosh, wow, that seems like a year ago and it was just yesterday. But, uh, yes, what we found out, uh, this week is that Jack Smith, working with DC, then DC Chief Judge Beryl Howell, forced, Twitter to not only turn over every all the data related to Donald Trump's Twitter account, but also put a non-disclosure order on that, basically a gag order, preventing Twitter from notifying their user Donald Trump uh, that this uh, action had been taken. And when they didn't, Twitter, of course, you know, was trying in a few days to comply with the subpoena deadline. They blew past it for 51 hours later with a lot of other uh, ramifications there, the DOJ playing games. Of course, 51-hour delay before they produced everything. And Beryl Howell, at the request of Jack Smith, fined Twitter $350,000 because they said that they were um, violating the terms of the subpoena. I have a whole piece on that uh, up at my substack if people want to read it. Just more outrageous conduct, misconduct by Jack Smith with the full imprimatur of judges on the D.C. District Court.
1: Julie Kelly, we're going to be talking to you a lot. Thanks for being here. Check out Julie's Declassified Substack, folks. You can subscribe to it online. Go to Substack. Uh, type in Julie Kelly Declassified. It'll pop up. Thanks so much. Ju- uh, no, you know, I was just going to
0: say, you're killing it, Julie. We appreciate it. We know how busy you are. Uh, mm-hmm. And I would just really uh, echo what Buck's saying. You should be subscribed to anything that Julie's doing if you actually care about the truth.
1: Do you remember when she how dropped last out. August 110%? 110%, yes. 110% <laughs> that Trump was going to get federally indicted. We were like, whoa. Well, here we are. Thanks, Julie. Well, you
3: guys, thank you for always covering my work. I am so grateful. Uh, so, thank you, and have a great weekend.
1: Absolutely, you too. Let's talk about Planned Parenthood for a moment, friends. They receive millions in taxpayer funding. It's a favorite entity of so many on the Democrat federal government side of things. By contrast, the nonprofit organization working to save the lives of unborn children, preborn, receives nothing—nothing—in the form of government funding. That entity, the Preborn Network of Clinics relies on donations from the likes of you and me, makes miracles happen with those donations. Each day, they save the lives of 200 unborn children. They accomplish that by providing pregnant mothers with support, counseling, and free ultrasound experiences to meet their unborn children. Once they hear that heartbeat and see the child they're carrying move within them, they often choose life over abortion. When you donate $28 to preborn, the cost of each ultrasound, you'll be helping preborn to save the life of an unborn child. Your tax-deductible gift will go directly toward saving babies' lives, so please be as generous as you can. You're never going to regret giving a few extra dollars to save a baby's life. Use your cell phone. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, say baby, or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Sponsored by Preborn. (laughs)
0: Geek out with the guys on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck Podcast. A new episode every Sunday. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Final hour of the week. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, Blockbuster News. About 15 minutes into the show today. A special counsel has been appointed in the Hunter Biden case. It is David Weiss, the same individual who had already been prepared to give a sweetheart deal to Hunter Biden. Now, we bring in Andy McCarthy, who is, I think, the best legal analyst out there. And certainly, we're dealing with a lot of uncharted waters here. It's very difficult to analyze all the different moving parts. But I want to start here because I've seen some of the things that you are saying your position Andy is that you cannot appoint a special counsel who is already inside of the United States government as that violates the special counsel statute. If you are correct and it seems to me that you are, why in the world would the Department of Justice be doing this and how could you cha- how could you challenge the appointment of the special counsel as not fulfilling the statute, statutory requirements of a special counsel, and that sounds like, by the way, I know a complicated question, but I think it's a very significant one.
4: Well, thanks, Clay. I mean, it's it's obvious that the um, that he can't be a special counsel under the regulations. Uh, you know I'm already hearing pushback from uh, people who say that. Well, Durham was not appointed from outside the United States government, but when Durham was appointed by Barr. It was when the Biden Justice Department was about to take over and Durham was going to be removed as the U.S. attorney for Connecticut. So here we have Garland appointing the guy that he has trusted all along to make this case go away, which is exactly the way that Weiss has conducted it. But he also took pains, Garland did in his statement today, to say that Weiss would remain the United States attorney for Delaware. So You know, what makes a special counsel special is that he's brought in from outside, not only outside the Justice Department, but outside the government. The whole purpose of having a special counsel is unlike what Merrick Garland would have you believe. It's not it's not that it gets appointed when a U.S. attorney asks him for authority. The attorney general has the obligation in any case where there is a profound conflict of interest that prevents the Justice Department ethically from investigating the case in the normal course to appoint a special counsel. It's not Weiss's job to ask. It's Garland's job to appoint one because there can't be a more profound conflict of interest than the Biden Justice Department having to investigate the president's son in conduct that may implicate the president in criminal activity or even impeachable activity. But I think what they'll say... Uh, to this point, is that the last of the special counsel regulations says that these regulations do not create rights for anybody else. So in other words, he'll come back and say, this is all just aspirational. I mean, they pretend that there are regulations, except when they don't want to follow them, in which case they say, oh, and by the way, if we break the rules that are here, uh, nobody gets to do anything about it. So there's no court that could do anything about it. There's no lawsuit that could be filed. The whole thing is a farce.
1: So, Andy, what is the point then? Like, where do you see this going? Um, and, and you know, why do they do it today?
4: Well, they did it because it, they did it today because it's Friday. Um, and that's when they usually do this sort of stuff. But also they did it but because the plea deal blew up. And the strategic reason for doing it is twofold. It, the, you know, look. There's no, first of all, there's no investigation of the Bidens. If there were an investigation, you would never, no prosecutor would ever give a guy who is a subject of a continuing investigation that raises the possibility of serious felony charges. You would never take one of your main subjects and give him a plea to two misdemeanor counts if you really had a continuing investigation. You just, no one would ever do that. So there is no investigation. And he wasn't conduct, you know, wife wasn't conducting an investigation. He was destroying an investigation. It was he who intentionally has not indicted this case in order to let the statute of limitations run on all these counts. So his job is not to investigate the case. It's to make the case go away. And now what's expedient for them, because there's been all this catcalling for special counsel, is for Garland, figuring that no one's going to pay any attention to what the rules are anyway. Garland comes in and says, abracadabra, you're now a special counsel, even though you're the guy who's been running the investigation all along. But the thing, the strategic reason for doing this is unlike every other prosecutor um, in America or in the Justice Department who, when a case ends without charges, you just close the file and move on to the next case, a special counsel gets to write a report. So on the front end, what Weiss is supposed to do is basically destroy the case against Hunter Biden. He's doing a great job. The 2014-15 counts are already gone. That's when the worst of the Burisma stuff happens, right? Because it's all time barred. Statute of limitations on the tax stuff is six years. On all the other crimes, it's five years. So arguably everything before Biden left the obama white house is now gone right because it's it's time barred but his job at the end of the investigation is to write a report that says president biden didn't have anything to do with his son's business which is what the biden administration has been saying all along weiss is a part of the biden administration he's going to write a report that clears the president that's his job
1: so nothing happens out of this right i mean andy just to be clear you think this is total smokescreen nonsense
4: Oh, I think it's worse than that, because I think that this is like the counterpoint. On the one hand, you know, they won't indict Hunter Biden, uh, whose very straightforward tax and gun crimes have been well known for five years. They've just let everything lapse. Right. In the meantime, I think in the last two months, they've indicted Trump three times and they're pushing to have trials all at the beginning of uh, next year, like the first six months when everything's happening in the campaign. So what they're going to do is, on the one hand, they're going to be having these, you know, Trump proceedings where he's painted as a terrible guy by the Biden Justice Department. And then on the other side, they're going to have the Biden Justice Department's, quote unquote, special counsel, who's going to write a report saying, good old President Biden. He had nothing to do with any of that bad stuff that his son might have been involved in. But we'll never know because statute of limitations lapsed on everything.
0: All right, Andy. I feel like I'm just taking crazy pills here because I actually see this as a positive. And what I mean by seeing it as a positive is this. If I flip over to CNN and I flip over to MSNBC, as I'm doing right now in my studio, uh, they are all covering the Hunter Biden Independent Counsel. The Biden administration has avoided trying to get a special counsel status for Hunter Biden for a long time. And they certainly, if Judge Noriega had not refused to rubber stamp this plea agreement, they would have never, ever agreed to this. To me, and I understand all of the procedural issues you're raising, I understand all of the cover-up aspects of this case that you are discussing, for purposes of the increasing fire, the media attention, the pressure on Biden and the Biden crime family, I don't see how this is a good day for the Bidens. It seems to me that things have significantly worsened for them because they never wanted a special counsel. And if Judge Noriega had rubber stamped that sweetheart deal that David Weiss and the U.S. government negotiated, this whole story would have gone away. Now it's prolonged and the House still has the ability to conduct their own investigation into the Biden crime family. Am I wrong in that analysis if I'm trying to look at this as a
4: positive story? Well, I don't th- you know, I don't think these things are necessarily in conflict Clay in the sense that the fact that they understood that they had to engage in the sham because they got caught on the plea agreement and some people have finally noticed that no indictment ever got filed so the case is disappearing with each passing day because of the statute of limitations so they had to engage in this Game that they're running now, uh, that is bad for them, um, and the additional attention is not something they want. But I, I think you just have to temper how good a development that this is in terms of getting to the truth at the end, because I would just point out to people, I, I wish this had gotten more attention, but if you look at the statement of fact that Weiss's office agreed to, In connection with the hunter biden plea what they say is all these millions of dollars that were coming in were coming in because hunter is a high-end lawyer who does contract consulting and other kinds of business consulting work so that's the explanation for all the money coming in and the reason he didn't pay his taxes was because he was drug-addled so if your wife And you're running an investigation, a good faith investigation of a situation where it it becomes clearer with each passing thing that the House finds uh, that what was going on here was an influence peddling business, which is what explains the millions of dollars are coming in. And the fact that Biden didn't pay his Hunter didn't pay his taxes is consistent with the rest of the investigation, which is an extensive effort to hide where the payments are coming from. And uh, the size of them, that's that's perfectly consistent with not paying your taxes. Right. A, there's a lot of people who are involved in crime who do that. But if you were really running that kind of an investigation, why would you agree to a stipulation that said the money was it, the money's explained by Hunter's high end legal work and the disappearance of it or his lack of paying taxes is because he's got a drug problem?
1: Andy, do you think they're just going to run out the statutes on all this stuff, basically, and nothing is going to happen to Hunter? Is that a possibility in your mind?
4: They've almost done it. They've almost done it. I mean, the statute of limitations, I, you know, I, I'm, I feel like I'm ranting because I, I get so angry every time I start thinking about this, but um, the statute of limitations on the tax stuff is six years. This is 2023. So the statute of limitations on everything else
1: is five years. So wait, can, can I be, is there a possibility, Andy, I, I need to ask you this, is there a chance that at some point in, let's say, you know, early or mid-next year, this special counsel comes forward, writes a report that says Joe Biden, Joe Biden did nothing wrong, and Hunter obviously made some mistakes, but oops, the statute's gone. He doesn't even have to take a plea deal.
4: Right. That's what, the, the, look, the plea deal they had, Buck, didn't have the years that have the most incriminating behavior in it, because... Weiss let them lapse, and, and, I want, and I just want to be clear about this. Hunter's lawyers were willing to waive the statute of limitations objection in the interest of getting a global plea where he would get two misdemeanor counts to plead guilty to, and he would get a complete immunity ban for everything from 2014 to the end. It was Weiss who didn't take that deal because he decided to just let 2014 and 2015 lapse. And now we're up to, you know, who knows what year we're up to. So all of this, (laughs) it's not good, Clay.
0: All, no, no, no doubt. But it's better. And I I hate to have to be like, it's better than Norieka having signed off on this, which would have allowed them to sweep everything Hunter Biden under the rug and claim it had all been resolved. Right. So now it's going to linger. And the fact that. Again, I would say CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, Washington Post have to cover this because they've been arguing, oh, this is just a right-wing fever dream. Uh, but, Andy, to, to, to close out here, what do you think happens now? Where do we go? Do you think Joe Biden is planning on running for president? Does this make it more or less likely? If they're playing chess right now, what is their move? What are they trying to make happen here? And what should the counter move be by Republicans who want there to be some form of justice here?
4: Well, what I've been trying to do, Clay, is say every single day, where's the indictment? Because the only way the statute of limitations stops running, I mean, the, day, the, indict, the case should have been indicted a long time ago. But the day the plea blew up, Weiss's next move should have been to walk out of the, out of the courtroom and go to the grand jury room and indict the case. So that would stop the clock he hasn't done that two weeks have gone by you know every day the, the clock is ticking so i think the best move for anybody looking at this is where's the indictment because at this point everything is disappearing there'll be nothing left to charge but what i think their move is to say you know this is a new day now it's a special counsel investigation and we got to really roll up our sleeves and go to work here we'd love to be able to comment but you know We're having an ongoing investigation and investigative secrecy requires us to be discreet here.
1: So, yeah, so they're not going to make any comments. There won't be anything to cover because there won't be any leaks. It's not Trump. Right. So it's going to be a different approach.
0: But it doesn't. The one positive is this doesn't
4: forestall
0: any continuing investigation in the House. Right.
4: Correct. That's the only that's the only investigation that has any promise at all and i i don't mean to to say that flippantly because i think they're doing a great job but it's the only game in town
1: wow okay Andy mccarthy wait, everybody get hold on can, oh, wait, andy, sorry, can you,
0: sorry. Yeah, i was just going to say can you come back or can maybe you can answer this quickly because the thing we thought we were going to ask you about is you're way smarter on the law than me how is the fact on the trump side you want to answer it can you come back and talk wait, to can, us for three more can minutes we hold them
1: because we're going to run into a break here we're yeah, we're at, yeah we're at, sure. andy can uh-huh. you can you hang yeah. with us for a couple more minutes yeah. okay all yeah. right we'll keep andy through In the midst of a busy day, you don't give it much thought, but the energy that you need to get through every day, you you need to have it when you need it. Look, admit it to yourself. Some days you're feeling a little bit run down, a little tired. I have the same thing. But if you try Chalk's Male Vitality Stack supplements, you're going to find that you can get a lot of that energy focus and drive back. Chalk's Male Vitality Stack's all-natural ingredients are specially formulated to give you stamina, energy, and focus so you can finish every day strong. That happens, by the way, without any elements of caffeine in this supplement. The leading ingredient has been proven in studies to replenish diminished amounts of testosterone. That's the source of a guy's energy over time. We naturally lose the level that we need. So get set up with Chalk today. It's spelled C-H-O-Q dot com. You can get 35% off any Chalk supplement for life when you use my name, Buck, in the sign-up process. Chalk, C-H-O-Q dot com. Use Buck for 35% off inspiring
0: you to seek out the truth the clay travis and buck sexton
1: show why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver i just don't understand have we already forgotten about
0: regional bank closures inflation global instability and the potential for serious world
1: conflicts you can look to precious metals for various reasons GovX donates a portion of every order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. Your orders make a meaningful impact. You can become a member in seconds. Signing up is fast and free. See if you qualify. Visit
0: govx.com. That's G O V X.com. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX. That's GovX, code CLAY, G O V X, C L A Y savings for those who serve okay welcome back in clay travis buck sexton show we are going to be joined here soon by senator ted cruz of texas to react to lots of the stories surrounding trump surrounding biden all of the chaos that has befallen today's show and this week's show in general Uh, i continue to believe that the appointment of a special counsel to look into hunter biden is a positive story i understand the argument out there that there is going to continue to be a cover-up and that he will have no consequential punishment for his acts.
1: Can we separate this into, because I I think that the more I've thought about it over the last few hours, this is total smokescreen, and and this is not as bad as the Judge Noriega having a strike-down plea deal situation, but it's pretty bad. Um, do you mean politically, or do you mean legally it's a good thing? Because on the legal side of it, there's no indication that I can see that this is a problem for Hunter yet. Yeah, it could be, but we don't know. If you want Hunter to face any consequences for his
0: behavior, the only way that can happen is what happened, which is Judge Norieka saying, I'm not going to sign off on this plea agreement and now the appointment of a special counsel, because I think it both creates political and legal jeopardy. Because politically, I think it puts the Biden team in a really tough spot because they've tried to argue there's nothing to this Hunter case and that it's all a Republican fever dream.
1: That's not really what they've been arguing, to be fair. What they've been arguing is that Joe Biden didn't do anything. Well, initially, which is they what, said
0: there's nothing here at all. Biden said well, his son did nothing improper. Like, he's they, continued to it, have to, like, change
1: the They story. have moved, but they have not. I mean, look. I look at those morning Joe clips. Like, I see what the talking points are yeah. for these Democrats for the left. La- they're not saying Hunter paid his taxes. They're not saying Hunter didn't lie on a gun form. Like, it's known that these things happened. The question has been, is there any connective tissue to Joe Biden and the corruption component of it? Right. Yeah. So, uh, Hunter's always been somewhat disposable in all of this to, for them, for their, for their political needs. So now if they, if they, if they get, there's a few options, right? They give him a, a deal that has jail time, a deal that's a sweetheart deal. They bring a prosecution or they run out the stat, they run out the statute of limitations. I mean, Clay, you could actually argue if they do run out. And again, we don't know if they run out the statute of limitations. It's actually a better deal for Hunter than what was going to, what he was going to, he was going to potentially, but team. I
0: think it's a worse deal politically. And I understand the argument that they're trying to wall off Joe Biden. I think that's the Democrat perspective writ large. I don't think Joe Biden wants Hunter walled off because he's consistently, he brought Hunter to the India, uh, the, the, the state dinner. He continues to travel with Hunter on overseas, uh, trips. He continues to take him to, to Camp David. To me, Biden, meaning Joe, has tried to argue consistently that Hunter didn't do anything wrong. Other people have looked around and said, yeah, you know, the guy clearly didn't pay taxes. He's got a gun charge. He's a crackhead, all those things. I just think. That the longer Hunter looms as an uncertainty, the worse it is for the larger Biden apparatus, both politically and legally.
1: Clay, I mean, I was there in 2019 when John Solomon at the Hill was breaking the stories about Burisma. It was years ago. (laughs) This is, this stuff has been going on and they've delayed it so far as Andy was saying that the worst charges are already gone. I mean, the worst charges you're going to hit them with have already been, they've already run the statute of limitations, right? So, But they keep painting them into more of a
0: corner, because to your point on the John Solomon reports, remember, just back in 2020 during the election in October, Democrats tried to say that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. My point is, they keep giving up yeah. ground to paint themselves into a
1: tinier corner. But the the laptop disinformation, Clay, they all that like that was a lie that they only had to get through for a couple of months for the election. They knew it wasn't going to stand. It was there was but, not oh, well, over half of Democrats still believe it. So when they have to put well,
0: that, on them I in mean, there, just yeah, insane. that's this is <laughs> right, this is just my crazy. thing, like. When Yeah, I agree. We agree on that. When CNN and MSNBC and the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal all have to put on their front page Hunter Biden special counsel appointment, it's really hard for the argument to be that there's nothing to see here. It gets more difficult for the propaganda media to make that argument. And remember, a lot of Democrat voters and maybe a lot of independent voters out there Mm Still don't know anything associated with the I I still think
1: I mean, I look, man, I worked at CNN. I'll tell you, they're just going to say, first of all, they're not going to ask questions. They're not going to be pushing this story. And unless there's something from the special counsel, it's just going to be Fox News and talk radio being like, hey, what's going on with that special counsel? Ted Cruz, by the way, with
0: us now. Senator, what do you think? What's the significance of today's special counsel appointment from your perspective?
2: Well, I suppose it is a slight marginal improvement. I think Merrick Garland felt backed into a corner that he had to do something. Uh, every single day, the evidence, uh, of Biden corruption has been growing. The evidence of number one, Hunter Biden's multiple criminal acts. But the evidence number two, I think, is, is growing daily of Joe Biden's criminal acts. And number three of the Biden Justice Department's efforts to protect Hunter Biden and to protect Joe Biden have been made both senior career employees. And so I think Merrick Garland is doing this to try to get some cover, but the fact that he appointed the same U.S. attorney who negotiated the sweetheart deal to begin with does, does not give anyone any confidence.
1: Do you think this is going to result in any real consequences for Hunter Biden, Joe Biden politically, or, or anybody else involved here?
2: I have very little optimism that the Department of Justice is going to do a damn thing. I think under Merrick Garland, this has been the most political and partisan attorney general and Department of Justice we have ever seen. When You know, if you listen to the testimony of the IRS whistleblowers – They have alleged that Merrick Garland, the attorney general of the United States, lied under oath to the United States Congress in response to questions that I asked. Uh, That's a felony. Uh, They also have alleged that Merrick Garland and others of the Department of Justice engaged in obstruction of justice, actively blocking the investigation into Hunter Biden, tipping off Hunter Biden when they were going to question him, tipping off Hunter Biden when they wanted to execute a search warrant and preventing any questions whatsoever addressing Joe Biden or the big guy, blocking that as any line of inquiry. And, and that that level of politicization, I think, is shameful. The, the only place I expect any modicum of accountability is going to be from the House. The House has consistently been engaged in real oversight. As you guys know, I do a podcast every week called Verdict with Ted Cruz. It's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And on today's podcast, I walk through in detail the latest evidence and what it means. It's very hard to get that anywhere other than uh, something like the podcast with Ted Cruz.
0: So, what do you think? Let's let's go to Trump quickly here, and we appreciate you joining us, yeah. Senator Ted Cruz. I've argued that the case in South Florida is easier to prove, but the jury pool is likely to be far better for Trump, and also the judge is way fairer. Meanwhile, yep. the D.C. case is, I think, complete garbage. Um, and I'm curious how you would analyze it from a legal perspective. But the judge and the jury is likely to be very biased against Trump. That's just the federal charges. But would you agree, or how would you analyze those situations in general?
2: Clay, well, I think that's exactly right. And and I think between the two, there's much greater jeopardy in the D.C. case. And there's greater jeopardy, A, because the judge had got assigned to is a very left-wing judge she may be the most left-wing of all the federal judges in dc and that's a pool of judges that is already very left-wing so uh, you can expect that she is going to rule consistently in favor of the department of justice and against president trump and then the jury pool dc is one of if not the most liberal jurisdiction in the entire country over 90 percent of the residents there oppose donald trump you're going to get a jury Uh, that it's very likely hates Donald Trump. And and is not about ultimately getting a legal conviction. I believe if they got a conviction, it would be reversed at the U.S. Supreme Court, that the legal basis for the case in D.C. is extraordinarily weak. But they're not aiming for a conviction that will stick. This is all about muddying up Trump. I think what Joe Biden and the Biden DOJ wants is they, number one, they want Trump to win the nomination, and they recognize every time they indict him, Trump's numbers in the Republican primary go up. But number two, they want him to lose the general election, and they they want him to be in the middle of a criminal trial right before Election Day next year, and they think if they bloody him up enough, he'll lose the race, and that's their objective, and I think they know full well that any conviction they got from a D.C. jury would would be very likely to be overturned on appeal. But it'd be after the fact, after the election.
1: Senator Cruz, what do you think happens if they were to get, let's just say, in D.C., where there's going to be this jury pool that is very likely the least fair minded, never mind favorable toward Donald Trump of any major city jury pool in the country? What happens if he's found guilty?
2: Well, I, to be honest, I think the odds are are quite high that he will be found guilty. Given the judge, given the jury pool, if, he, if you were betting money, you would bet money right now that he would be found guilty in front of that judge and that jury. Uh, and I think the Biden Department of Justice wants that guilty verdict about October of next year, right before the election. Now, it's worth noting Jack Smith, the special prosecutor, he has a history of doing this. If you look back at Bob McDonnell, he was the Republican governor of Virginia. At the time, Bob McDonnell was considered a serious and credible presidential contender, and Jack Smith indicted Bob McDonnell, indicted him on very questionable legal theories, and he got a conviction, and it, it ended Bob McDonnell's political career, destroyed him in the, in the presidential race, That case went up on appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court, and Jack Smith lost unanimously. Every single justice voted to overturn the conviction because the legal theory was not supported by the law. I think Jack Smith is repeating that pattern. That's what he wants to have happen, and the objective here is not a conviction that's consistent with law. It's a political victory of getting a conviction right before Election Day because this is, I believe, a blatant effort at election interference, and it's a politicization of the Department of Justice.
0: I I tossed a theory out there, and I I want your opinion on this. You're a far more reasoned legal mind. You could have been on the Supreme Court if you wanted to. And we just asked Andy McCarthy about this, and he had an answer, but I think you're uh, aligned a little bit more with me here. On the D.C. charges in particular, They're very expansive. They haven't been used before. There are lots of theories here. But I keep coming back to this. They changed the law. But they wrote a legal memo laying out what they believed Mike Pence could do to reject electors. They wrote a legal memo. I'm not familiar. Maybe you are with basically a legal theory being criminalized and one being criminalized that was actually written down in a legal memo and analyzed its likelihood of success. And yet they've also changed the law. You were a part of this in December of 2022 to say Mike Pence yeah. can't do what he was asked to do by the Trump legal team. Isn't this kind of a dead on arrival I, attempt to criminalize legal advice?
2: I, I think at the Supreme Court it would be. Uh, and you look at an individual. I'm not aware of any precedent where an individual receives conflicting legal advice from serious lawyers on on two sides of an issue, and agrees with, with one of the lawyers, and that's somehow a criminal offense. Uh, it's possible that, that either lawyer was wrong, but it's never been deemed a criminal offense to agree with legal advice given uh, given by a lawyer in writing, and, and it also is not a criminal offense for any individual, and especially for the President of the United States, to engage in political speech, and much of this is about criminalizing political speech, um, the, you, you read through the complaint, and, and it's ludicrous. They just said, well, Trump knew his lawyers were wrong. Well, well, they have no basis for that. They're just asserting that. They're, and, and the reason they say is, well, other people told him that was wrong. Well, okay, if you get advice from multiple lawyers, the fact that one lawyer disagrees with another doesn't suddenly magically transform it into a criminal offense to believe uh, a different lawyer.
0: Thank you Senator Cruz a lot like going for different medical opinions doctors disagree lawyers disagree i can't believe this is being criminalized appreciate the time sir
2: thank you my friends god bless
0: a company looking out for their customers is a company you want to rely on and pure talk is the cell phone company upgrading their service plans this summer without increasing the monthly service costs pure talk just added 50% more data to every plan and includes a mobile hotspot with each one. No price increases whatsoever. The price, just 20 bucks a month remains the same. Switch to Pure Talk. Take advantage of an improved plan you can benefit from as well. Pure Talk also happens to be veteran owned and they make a point of hiring all U.S. based customer service teams, creating hundreds of jobs in the process. Most families saving almost a thousand dollars a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America dial pound 250 say clay and buck to make the switch to pure talk today and you'll save an additional 50 percent off your first month that's pound 250 say clay and buck and make the switch to pure talk today subscribe to cnb 24 7 and never miss a minute of clay and buck while getting behind the scene access to special content for members only